The problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. Margaret Thatcher. Welcome to Solving the Financial Puzzle, where we seek to unravel the mysteries of personal finance. Join us as we help you put together the pieces of your own financial puzzle. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with certified financial planner, Dan Capril. Welcome to another edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. I am your host, Dan Capril, where each and every month we seek to make that which many perceive as being complex, the world of personal finance, and show you just how easy it really is. It really just comes down to common sense. It comes down to understanding that the future is not predictable. It comes down to a basic understanding that the future, while unclear, is probably going to be pretty good because that's always been the case. It's kind of the human condition, or as I like to point out, short of a thermonuclear war, there's probably no problem that we can't overcome. And it's also based on an understanding that people are self-interested. And that doesn't necessarily make them evil. It just makes them human. That it is only natural to pursue your own self-interest. And the world benefits by that. Of course, you have to understand what your self-interest is. I mean, very often people act in ways that they think are in their self-interest. And clearly, that is not the case. You can just take a look at Bernie Madoff if you wanted to see a classic example of that. So, before we get into today's show, which is called The Burn is Back, let's start off with the disclaimer. I don't know you. Well, maybe I do, but there's an excellent chance that I don't. Therefore, please, please, please do not take what I'm about to share with you as direct advice for you. Treat it as information, education. You should discuss it with your financial advisor or your attorney or whomever it is that you normally seek counsel if you do indeed seek counsel. Now, if you would like for me to be your financial advisor, we can certainly have that discussion. I will caution you, I generally only take about 30 to 40% of the people who seek us out. That's not because we're overly selective. It's just that we feel very strongly that there's a right reason to hire a financial advisor and there's a wrong reason to hire a financial advisor. So if you would like to seek us out, and there's a number of ways you can do that, but I think the probably the easiest way is simply call my office, area code 513-563-7526. 513-563-7526 is that number. And we can arrange to have a brief telephone call to see if there's a fit. Uh, don't worry if you're not in the Cincinnati area where my office resides. Most of my clients are not in Cincinnati. So we're very comfortable working with people virtually if that's an interest that you have. So this week, Bernie Sanders announced his candidacy for president. No big surprise, although it is kind of funny that a guy who's going to be, I don't know, probably pushing 80 by the time the election rolls around, that no one in the press is pointing out that maybe the dude's a little too old for the job. I remember when Bob Dole ran and certainly when Ronald Reagan ran, they kept bringing up the issue of age, but it seems like for whatever reason, nobody wants to go there with Bernie. In fact, there's a lot of ancient candidates, even the president. President Trump's not all that... Uh, um, all that young. I mean, he's well into his 70s. So I want to start off by letting you know that in today's show, I'm going to get a little political. Now, if you can't handle that, click off. 
all right? I, however, believe that there are still enough of us out there who can have intelligent, calm, rational discussions about politics without calling each other awful names. I want to believe that. Now, there's been many times where I've wondered if that's still the case, but I want to believe that we can have rational discussions here. So I don't even know how much about politics I'm going to get into today as much as I'm going to talk about economics and what makes sense and what doesn't. So I was born in 1963, and if you're close to my age, you probably have vivid memories of the Cold War. You have vivid memories of what the Soviet Union attempted to do with its version of socialism slash communism. You probably have vivid memories of the Vietnam War, which is amazing to think that when you look at Vietnam today, it's a beautiful country and it's overcome so many of its issues and problems. In fact, you know, there was just a major summit there. It's a lot of irony in that as far as all that goes. But when the chapter was closed on the Soviet Union, I thought that we'd all realized that a centrally based economy, which is essentially what socialism and communism is, and, and socialism is a step to communism, that a centrally based economy or centrally managed economy, I guess I should say, does not work. That bureaucrats will never be able to allocate resources and make financial decisions better than the free market that it is the pursuit of self-interest that leads to incredible innovations, not government. And I thought that argument had pretty much been established and we didn't need to ever discuss that again. But all bad ideas have a way of resurfacing. And so in this past year, we've had people who are avowed socialists, not just Bernie Sanders, uh, that goofy woman from New York, uh-oh, I'm being... I'm sorry, but that, that woman, Ocasio-Cortez, is dumber than a box of rocks. I'm sorry. I just have to say it. She is. She's like a lot of socialists. They have these wonderful ideas about the way the world should be. But the problem is that's not the way the world is. It is a very romantic idea to think that everybody gets up in the morning, will do their fair share, and will all live in comfortable housing, that there will be no poor, and that the world will just go on great. But that's not how the world works. And every time it's been tried, ultimately it has only survived via enforcement, via the deprivation of human rights. And we're seeing that again now in Venezuela. Now, they're going to want you to believe, of course, that you know it'll be different in the United States. They will give you examples of Sweden and some other places, which quite frankly are not socialists, but they want to use that as the example. All right, look. If you want to have the government own most of industry, that's your decision. All right? That's fine. But just understand this. A price has to be paid for that. The government doesn't create money. Citizens create money. So the only way that will happen is either if the government ceases all resources, which is what true communism would do, and would make the wealth of the nation the government's, and I guess in a sense we would all work for the government. So that would be one way. I don't see that happening. I think our constitution, as long as that's standing, would prevent it. But the other way is massive taxation. And even though I do think that people like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and a bunch of these others are goofballs, I'm sorry, there I go, I'm giving out names. Well, I'm not, I'm not insulting you, okay? I just think their ideas are kind of goofy. But it doesn't mean they're not going to win. And it doesn't mean that 
even if the other party's in control forever, that we won't see government expand. We will. So right now, the big talk is, you know, let's make it Medicare for everybody. They tried with Obamacare, that failed miserably. And so now the thought is, let's provide Medicare to everyone. And of course, the cost of that is astronomical. And the response now is, well, don't worry about the cost. You know, this this is too important to even worry about the cost. (laughs) I mean, when you hear them say that out loud, you just have to shake your head. All right. Well, you know what? Again, they might win. And you know what? Even if they don't win, the cost of Medicare is just going to continue to soar. I mean, when you look at what is the problem with federal spending, it's always the same. It's entitlement spending and interest on the debt. They'll say that both parties will admit that that is indeed the problem. So the Republicans approach is, well, let's curb spending. And the Democrats approach is, no, 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 let's just keep increasing revenue. Let's keep increasing taxation to pay for this stuff. They don't view the spending as a bad thing. So there's where your two mindsets are. Now, even if we don't get to Medicare for all, the aging of the baby boomers is a serious issue. And it's not going to go away. Well, it will go away, but it's going to take a while. It's going to go away when all the baby boomers die off. That will take time. And in the meantime, there will be incredible cost to go along with it. There's no denying. I talk about this a lot in the show. David Walker, the former Comptroller General, wrote a great book called Comeback America, where he discusses this issue in detail. In fact, you don't want to read the book, just Google David Walker 60 Minutes. And there's a great interview with him there where, where he talks about it. And the debt is growing pretty much at the rate at which he said it was going to grow. So right now we're at $22 trillion. Now, look, if you're working, taxes go up. I don't know, work harder. If you're retired and taxes go up, you've got a serious, serious problem. Because that 401k you've got, those IRAs, they haven't been taxed yet. And while you may be thinking you're only going to give up maybe 15 or 20% of tax, what if you have to give up twice that amount? What would you do? Now, before you say that's never going to happen, please understand, we've had tax rates in this country as high as 94%. It's happened. So the key question here is, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to fix this problem? Well, I can't control what the government's going to do, but I'll tell you this much, people. You can certainly... Take measures with your money to minimize the taxation on your savings. A lot of things you can do, but let me just give you the quickest way. Get a copy of my new book, Defuse, Seven Steps to Save Your 401k from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. Now, this book is available at no cost to you. You can go on Amazon if you'd like. By all means, please do so. I'll get a couple bucks commission. (laughs) But no, I'd rather give it to you for free. If you're taking the time to listen to my podcast, I want you to have a copy of this book for free. So it's very easy. Just call my office. 513-563-PLAN is the number. 513-563-7526. And talk to the incredibly talented Trina Powell, who is my office manager, who runs everything. And she will gladly take your information down and get you a copy of this very important book. It's not a super long book. It doesn't have to be. But it outlines specific strategies that you can employ to dramatically minimize the tax that you're going to pay on your 401k and your IRAs. Now, look, even if tax rates don't rise because of socialism, or even if they don't rise because of the baby boomers and Medicare needs, you know, I know, maybe they all die off faster. I hope not, because technically I'm one of them. 
but you're still subject to taxation on your savings. You're still subject to taxation on your social security benefits. Wouldn't you like to solve that problem? You can do it. There are very specific strategies that you can do. Some are easy, some are not. Some require some very careful, detailed planning, but you at least need to explore it. I see people all the time getting all worried about the next market downturn. You know, the next market downturn might be like 10% and it, the markets come back. What about the next tax downturn? Because that ain't going to come back. Once you give up the money, it's gone, people. It's gone. You need to worry more about that than anything else. So get a copy. Get a copy of Defuse, Seven Steps to Rescue Your 401k from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. Again, 513-563-7526. Or you want to think of it an easier way, 513-563-PLAN is the number. Call my office, request a copy. We'll get one out to you right away. So that wraps up a short but very important edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Look, taxes are real. And as much as I love this current tax cut, I don't think it's permanent. I think no matter who gets in, in office next, there's probably a good chance there's going to be some movement to raise them in some way. They do boost the economy. And when you boost the economy, you do increase treasury revenues. The question will be is, can they boost them enough? Of course, the other side is always going to say, we have to do what's fair. So don't worry about what's fair. Get a copy of the book. And thank you for listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle. Thanks for tuning in to Solving the Financial Puzzle. If you want to find out more about Dan Capril or about today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. And be sure to join us for the next edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of NPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.